With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. Welcome back to From the Rafters, presented by Bannertown USA and Parquet Press. Sam and I are back again with a nice little midweek podcast. Uh, we're getting more and more news from the NBA as players are entering and leaving the bubble, apparently. Um, but I figured we'd start off today with all the quotes and clips we've seen coming in from the Celtics, since this is a Celtics podcast. Uh, Sam, have you seen any of the quotes about Robert Williams specifically? I've seen a bunch of those come up. Yeah, a lot of people are really high on Robert Williams right now. They're saying he looks great. Uh, he's he's said personally he feels good, and I'm really excited to see how he's going to perform in this uh, restart of the league because I I was intrigued when he uh, initially came back from injury, but he really kind of looked a bit behind. Yeah. He didn't look great. Um, let's let's see how he pans out now. I agree. He said he's feeling the most athletic he's ever felt, which is saying something for a guy who's built yeah, on really. his athleticism. Um, he, Everyone's just saying that he looks the best he's ever looked, and he's just elevated his game to a, a little bit of a new level. Where do you see him fitting in with the current center rotation, though? Because obviously Tice is there, Cantor's there, even Grant Williams gets some run at the center position. How do you see Brad kind of like integrating him into that uh, already jam-packed rotation? Uh, I'm not sure. I think, you know, we talk about this a fair amount. Um, I feel like we might see it as um, yeah. a situational kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Um, depending on who they're playing against. Because, like, obviously Cantor has his strengths, Tice has his, and Williams has his. So, it really, it's it's a difficult call. Um, if yeah. you're just going to have to see. You'll probably, the good thing about the playing games, you'll get to see how, how good he's really doing. And um you know how how much better he actually is and that that could be mm-hmm. what Brad uses to gauge how much he wants to play him in the playoffs um uh, yeah no i agree i feel like the only reason uh Tice would get is going to get more playing time is the experience obviously but Tice's ability to stretch the floor is something that no other center has on the Celtics except for maybe Grant but he's a little undersized even though Tice is too but i feel like Robert Williams has everything Tice has except for that shot. And I'm not I, I'm not sure if Robert Williams could ever develop a shot, but if he just like elevates his play to the point where he's a like marginally better defender and just a better pick and roll threat than Tice, I feel like he could be starting over Tice in the next couple seasons. As much as I do like Tice, the the age there is obvi- obviously in favor of uh of Williams, but I don't know. I feel like this season, like you said, it's definitely going to be more situational. Like, I, I'm not sure what matchups uh, Stevens would favor Robert Williams against, but I'm trying to think. What what teams would you rather have Robert Williams on the floor against instead of Tice? I, I don't know if it's teams in particular. Players. I would say, I would say situations like uh, I feel like maybe, maybe – 
It's just tough. I don't think over Tice. I think Tice is the best center on the team by far. Really? Um, yeah, I think he's really I, consistent. I think he plays mm-hmm. really well with the starters. He has a high IQ. He plays good defense. He's a good playmaker for the most part. Like he, he can pass the ball out of the post yeah. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess that makes sense. He's obviously had the most experience playing with this team this year. Um, I did see a stat though. It was interesting. I didn't, I don't know if you saw this. So the Celtics uh, this year have played over 15,000 minutes together. And of those minutes, uh, a lineup of Walker, uh, Brown, Hayward, Tatum, and Tice has only played 118 minutes together. Yeah, because everyone's been hurt. Exactly. It's tough. It's tough. So no one actually knows what a fully Celtics team can do if we're being completely honest with each other. Yeah, really. Which is it's scary in a good way. Scary in a good way. Scary for the rest of the league because we don't know how well like this team can be in its actual full potential in reality, which is crazy. Um, something I, else. I'm really, really excited to see the Celtics come back and play. I'm, I'm yeah. like really excited for the playing games because uh-huh. it's, you're really going to get a sample of how good everyone is going to be, how how they're going to use everyone. So yeah. you're going to get, I don't know, you're going to get all your questions answered in those first eight games, I think. No, yeah, I agree. It's going to be a nice little uh, preface for the playoffs as much as it is a chance for the trailblazers and like the pelicans and all those teams to try to get in to that eight seed spot i think it's more of a way to get a little warm-up in for like the bucks the lakers the celtics the raptors and the clippers and all those uh high level teams who are actually trying to go and compete for a championship uh something else i saw did you see the clip of jalen brown nailing two uh half court shots in no i didn't oh, that's awesome though so no yeah he was it were just, they standing or were oh, they yeah. like running up? And It was kind of like a little of both. He took like a couple steps. But what I thought was great is it was like the first practice back, maybe the second for the Celtics. And the whole team was there just cheering Jalen on. Like it, it just looked like they were – the chemistry just never left. Like you could tell that the Celtics are like one of the most well put together and they love each other. Like I, I don't know the exact adjective to describe it, but it's just like one of those teams in the NBA. Like you have teams – who are maybe not fond of some players in the team, but that's just not the Celtics. Like the team chemistry is there and you could just see it in the video. Like maybe I'm overreacting a little, but it it just looked like everyone was just having fun with each other in Orlando. And it was just great to see. They're probably really happy to be back, to be honest. Yeah. Um, It is a team that gets along. I think they're like a family to an extent. Uh Um, So I'm, I'm pumped for them to be back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And also, something else that's happened. Uh, did you see the the clips yesterday of Taco riding a bike? <laughs> no, I didn't. I haven't oh, been seeing anything. I really haven't. Taco, no, you should be. And I think he was with uh, Carson Edwards and Romeo Langford. They were riding bikes around Disney World uh, yesterday. It was so 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 funny because obviously Taco Fall is like seven foot seven, right? And then the bike is not that big to support it's him. It's not built for taco. No, no, it was not built Definitely for taco. Definitely not. No, Imagine was... being taco's height. Like, you you probably can't <laughs> You, I know he can't ride in, like, certain cars. Like, you've said it in, oh, you've yeah. said it in interviews. Like, he probably has to have, like, a special bed. Probably has to have, like, a special shower in his house. I mean, most NBA players probably have to have a special shower in their house. Like, for me, I'm 6'3". You're tall. Like, my yeah. shower, I have to, like, kind of, like, hunch over a bit, like, to get the top of my head like that. Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah, no. It, it, I can't imagine being seven foot seven dealing with normal people showers. And I, I get seven. really mad when I hit my head on stuff. So yeah. like he probably like he he's always in a situation to hit his head. Like he huh. must be used to it. Like he he must have like the temper of like a saint. Because like when I hit my head, I want to like swing on somebody. Oh or, yeah. Or in like the wall that I hit my head on, I get really pissed. A hundred percent. I just sent you the video of Taco on a bike. It's really funny. Let's but let's see this. Let's see this. Something else the um, Celtics have been doing is golfing. Oh, I, I thought know. you meant. I thought you meant like a stationary bike. Oh no, he's on like an actual bike riding around <laughs> Disney World. <laughs> he looks like a like uh, like he's like a in the circus. Yeah, no, he looks like a cartoon character riding around. <laughs> no, no, act, he was. It's an actual bike. He's waving to everybody. That's mad funny. He's waving. I love tacos so much. Oh, he's awesome. No. Uh, something else we're seeing is, um, do you see all the clips of Jason Tatum golfing with Kemba Walker, Hayward, and Grant Williams? Yeah, Jason Tatum is taken, he's he's taken significant interest in golf. Oh, yeah. He's getting he says he could do it every day. I've been golfing a lot recently. Like, I've never golfed. Dude, I used to hate it. Like, I used to go with my... I've, um... I've been to the driving range, and, like, <clears throat> it's really, like, different than, like, hitting a baseball, which is the only thing I knew how to do. Yeah. Forever. So like it's not the same. No, not at all. I, I used to go with my like my brother, my dad, and my grandpa, but they were all like pretty good and I was always just awful at it. And so I always got discouraged and then I just quit because I just kept getting mad because I couldn't do well. But then I picked it back up in the last couple of years because I went with my buddies and I realized you just gotta take it like not seriously at all, and then it's so much more fun. Like I go maybe two or three times a week lately. I just chill. It's just fun to get out there, mess around. I played really well last week, but it's like it's just a really fun sport to do when you're bored. And it's just like a good reason to get outside. You know what I mean? I don't know. I have a great time when I do it. I can see the appeal. And Jason Tatum apparently hit a drive 320 yards, which is absurd. Like that's I feel like they should all like be able to hit the ball really far like like that. They're they're pro athletes. They're really tall. True. Like that's the true. physics of it, like. I don't know, like you have a longer uh, swing, so like you have yeah, more momentum yeah. in the club. Like I don't know, it, no. it is in their advantage to be able to hit the ball like that. It, it makes sense, and I think the power might come with some of the height that they have, obviously, because uh, like the taller you are, I feel I feel like the more torque you can get, like when you twist your hips and just swing. So I I think that's part of the reason why I personally got better because I used to be really really short and now I'm taller. So I think I can hit the ball like more effectively now. And so obviously Jason Tatum's what six eight, like he can probably hit the ball pretty well. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think it's great all these clips we're getting from Disney World. As I said, but uh, to you before we started recording this, Matisse Tybel's putting out vlogs which are really really good. Uh, so I would highly recommend any of you guys listening to watch that. It's under Matisse Tybel's YouTube channel. Uh, it's really entertaining. I don't want to spoil anything, but he just like he documented the whole travel process at the beginning and like his first days there it's just really cool to see like an inside look at what they're going through in the bubble uh, i've seen less complaints about the food recently though which is good it's comfort yes, food gate <laughs> um i saw people like be really thankful for the food actually yes canter canter posted yeah little video specifically and like john moran also said like he doesn't get why everyone's so upset about yeah. everything I, I don't get it either i think they're being a bunch of babies to be honest with you yeah, um, I saw... like I said last Wednesday, it doesn't look that bad. Um, stop complaining about it mm -hmm. because it shouldn't be a problem for you. No, yeah, I've seen uh, 
I think Jay Williams start ranting about it. He goes, this is really a tough look for NBA players. Uh, it's just, I can't think of the exact word he said, but um, it tone deaf. He said it was very tone deaf for NBA players to complain about normal hotel food when there are other people out there who just like, that's just what a hotel is to them. You know what I mean? Like, no, not everyone's used to this like NBA player lifestyle. So it was nice to see players, like you said, John Morant and Ennis Cantor come out and actually appreciate everything that was happening. Uh, for well, like like I mentioned last week, like they have to feed. It's even more people than I initially thought because we we're talking to John on Friday, and he was like saying how much more people that are going to the bubble. Yeah, like they have to feed all of those people. Like they don't have time for you individually. Yeah, no. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're used to being stars and stuff, but like everyone there's exactly. kind of a star. So this this is the quote I got. Uh, I found from Jay Williams. He said, "When I hear NBA guys complaining about living facilities, food that they have been delivered to them, it is tone deaf. We need to think about people who are everyday working people who are making minimum wage, trying to make ends meet. Like I understand what he's saying. Like these, like you said, these basketball players are used to being treated like stars, but just to like to get a couple meals that are just normal meals, you'll live. Like you don't have to go out on social media and complain about it." So it's a little bit – it just comes off wrong, I think. Yeah, I for know. sure. Like, no, I, I don't know. It just – you got little kids looking up to you. Exactly, like, exactly. You don't want to be, like, a diva. Like, Ex- I don't know. I feel like that's the opposite Facts. of what the NBA is about. Like, Facts, yes. So um, another thing we talked about, uh, I think, once a, a week ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, NBA players putting uh, names on the back of their jerseys. Do you see what Jimmy Butler's looking to do? No. He, I feel really bad because you keep asking me if I've seen stuff. And I'm like, no, no, this was a one time. This thing. is good, though. I'm reacting to it. right <laughs> off. This is a one little thing. Jimmy Butler wants to take his name off of his jersey. He wants to wear no name because he's like, I want to be treated like I am just a normal person. I'm a normal like uh, like black man in the community. I want to be treated like everybody else. And I want that to be the message I'm sending. Like all these messages are great, like equality, education reform. We've seen a vote, all of these things, but I want the message I have for myself to be that I am like everybody else. And we all should be fighting for the same thing. And I actually really, really like what he's doing with that. I think that's great. I think that's it, really, isn't smart. like one of the things they can put on like the back of their jerseys, isn't it like just like it just says not racist? Like one of the options is that. I'm not sure or like if that's anti racism. I'm not sure if that's one of the options, but if it is, I feel like that's just not the point. Like I understand, like it's very direct, but I feel like that's not something I'd blatantly put. Like said. I, put I, I saw an article and I, I thought it was hilarious. <clears throat> no, yeah. I feel like I just put something like equality or something more, like a more effective word, not just like. Because, like, obviously, that's the movement, like, to be anti-racist. Like, that that shouldn't be something you're fighting for. That should just be something that is. Like, that should be the main part. You should put something more specific and more meaningful, I think. I, I guess it makes sense to put something like that, though, because the reason that we're having this whole argument and fight for uh, Black Lives Matter is because there are some people who don't believe in that, which I guess just kind of goes over my head because I, I never thought – I don't, like, think about it like that much because I just, I guess I don't understand why people are like that. Cause it just baffles me. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you see a person and just think about it? Like not to get political on this podcast, but how can you see a person and just be like, nah, yeah, they don't, they don't mean as much. Like that just doesn't make sense to me, I guess, because that's not how I was raised and not how I've ever viewed. Yeah. Me. I feel the same way, especially like you don't even know them. Right. Exactly. Like what not, there are people I don't like, but like I, I have a reason. <laughs> Yeah, you don't exactly. Just say, ah, he doesn't look right to me. Yeah, like that's just so messed up to think about, and I guess that's why um, 
we need to be educated and and learn about the movement because learn about why these people like think that and get them to understand that that's horrible and wrong. But uh, I just thought Jimmy Butler's message was really cool and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. But yeah, I think it's, I think not having a name there would serve a good, a good reason. And I, I like the way he explained it is what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I didn't actually answer you. I just kind of brought no, up something yeah, yeah. else. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool idea. I like the, and I also, I'm, I'm, it's not really what he's doing, but I'm big on the, you know, name on the front matters, not the one on the back. So I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like what he's doing for sure. I mean, it's a big, big togetherness thing, I think, which is great. Uh, something else, getting back to the Celtics, I guess, a little bit, we saw is Kara Lawson is going to be leaving the Yeah, Celtics. I wanted to bring that up, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. She so, got, yeah. That's pretty awesome for her because ah. she she's the first, uh, you know, female to ever coach for the Celtics, and she's mm-hmm. moving on to big things to be a head coach of her own at Duke. Crazy. So that's exciting for her. I really liked what she said about the team. She was emotional about leaving them, of course. Yep. So I think, I think she's going to be successful. She has the NBA experience, so. of course. Yeah, um, I mean, she I like bonded. what she said about Marcus. She said yeah, uh, when she first say. got here, she she wanted to be Marcus's personal coach because you know she admired him so much. So yeah, like that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, I think it's obviously like you can tell by all the quotes coming out that she formed a real bond with everybody on the team. Um, I don't know too, too much about her coaching style and anything like that. So I'm not going to act like I did, but obviously, like I said, from everything that's being said, she was a great like influence on the team. She, like, I feel like she was able to form a bond with every single player. Like, especially I saw with, uh, Marcus, like you said, and Grant Williams. And I think that that's going to be missed. And the fact that every single player on the Celtics roster like came together and wore a Duke shirt for care for uh, Kara Lawson. And like, you saw the picture I can say. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and, and like Duke is not like a well-liked. Exactly. Thing. That's what I'm People saying. People don't like Duke usually. Unless so the you fact went that there. They, were, they were all willing to put a shirt on for her. It obviously shows like, obviously like it's just a t-shirt, but still it's, um, it, it was nice for them to, uh, it was a nice gesture. It was good to see. Hmm, I'm trying to think of what else we can discuss that's happened right now. I mean, if you want to talk about this, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and this guy posted four different Instagram polls, right? And they're called "Who's the better player?" So maybe this is Instagram a is the absolute worst place <laughs> yep. for sports news. I know. Period. If you know. get your sports news from Instagram, you need to reevaluate yourself. I did for like, a while. There are people that like take what is on Instagram for fact. Yeah. It is god awful. There's this kid that we're kind of we're friends with and uh you know in my my group of friends I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um and like he would send posts from Instagram like like they were they were like fact. <laughs> it's always the most like ridiculous things that you see oh, on there. Instagram is the worst app. I hate Instagram. Yeah, no. It's just I, I saw someone say it was Instagram hasn't been good since they got rid of things being chronological. Yeah, that's ever fact. since they got rid of that. Facts. There's no I, I haven't even used it. I I literally haven't even been on Instagram since like November. I rarely I, I deleted the app from my phone. Oh wow. I hate Instagram. <laughs> wow. I'd I rather use Facebook. 
Yeah, Facebook. Uh, that that's a hot take right there, but I I understand the reasoning. But what I was gonna say is they put like polls up of who's the better player, and so one was James Harden versus Allen Iverson. So before I tell you the results, who who's the better player in your eyes? In my eyes, it's close. I think it's close. I'd I'd say right now Allen Iverson, but Iverson's it, been to the finals. So exactly, that's was my thoughts. So is Harden. He was on OKC, but he wasn't the best player on that team. Yeah. So um, the results were fifty four percent Allen Iverson and forty six James Harden, which I think is fair. I think that's reasonable, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of tough to be honest because, <laughs> yeah. um, like I I just had a tough time. No, yeah, so one's a lot um, closer than you would think right away. Mm-hmm. One's Kobe versus Kareem, which is well, uh, they obviously close. picked Kobe. Yeah, obviously, but how close do you think it should be if it's if it's your your reasoning? I think Kareem's better. Really? I see. I'd go with Kobe personally, but I understand the reasoning for Kareem. Kareem played for like Kobe played for like twenty seasons too, but yeah, Kareem won like six MVPs. Mm-hmm. Kobe only won one. I guess that's, yeah. a, that's an argument. I just think Kobe's um. I don't know. I don't know my argument. I guess it's just because I I got to watch Kobe, so I I just think in my mind like, oh, that guy's a beast. Um, yeah, anyways, I, I don't doubt that. Uh, it's hard when you haven't seen both players. Mm-hmm, for sure. So the next two both have to do with former Celtics. So I'm I'm curious to see your this reaction. I to can actually uh, put some input <laughs> yeah. into. So who's the better player, Kevin Durant or Larry Bird? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that, Sam? <laughs> Wait, did you say they're both former Celtics, or is no, that the no, next no. two polls? Yeah, the next two polls. Sorry. Sorry, so Kevin Durant or Larry Bird is this poll, and then the next one also has one player and then one player who was on the Celtics. People need to stop disrespecting Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Now, Kate, Katie is great, and, like, I think yeah. it's close. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, people – like, when you see – like, Kevin Durant probably won that poll, like, by a landslide. Yes. Yeah. He, 70%. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He's There's not the better player. Three MVPs in a row. Yep. You're it's it's another one of those things like you haven't seen him play so like you can't you can't really say yeah no it's it's hard I've, to... I've only seen highlights but like mm-hmm. some of the things he would do are absolutely unreal so yeah. I, I think Larry Bird needs more respect I agree I really wish I was old enough to have seen him play because then I could really like go in on this mm-hmm. but I can't yeah so, no I think. I think Larry Bird's the better player. Maybe it's Celtics bias, but I just think the, the MVPs, the championships, the dominance in that era has him over KD. Not by much, because obviously KD's an all-time great, but just, you know, I think he's not 70% towards KD. I think that's absurd. Uh, the last oh. one, though, this is the one I, I think I'd get a reaction out of you from. Uh, Anthony Davis versus Kevin Garnett. <laughs> well, it's obviously KG. KG's won an MVP, he's won a championship, so... That shouldn't well, even be close. They obviously picked Anthony Davis' Instagram, <laughs> but it shouldn't be a question at all. 60, 64% Anthony Davis. Yeah, what has Anthony Davis done? Nothing. Ridiculous. Nothing. He's so, done nothing. Oh, man. I think Kevin Garnett is one of the most horrifically underrated players in NBA history. The guy averaged 20-10-5 and five for I forget how many seasons straight. Won an MVP, won a championship. Defensive, uh, did he win defensive player yes. of the year? I do, yes, yeah, yeah. Defensive player of the year is like 
just such such a great player, and no one just gives him the respect he deserves. I think it's ridiculous. Nobody <laughs> ever gives Celtics respect. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm not. I'm obviously a Celtics fan, so I don't know what it's like not to be one. Yeah, but I feel like everyone just kind of like they love to disrespect the Celtics and they love to glorify like Lakers players more than anything. I no, swear I, to God. Yeah, it's it, it's whack, man. I guess. I don't know. People just love to hate on the Celtics. It's it's weird to me. Yeah, someone else tweeted. I'm like three tweets down. Can't some people? I can't. He goes. I can't take some people's take seriously, and it's the picture of the Anthony Davis poll. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Don't use Instagram. Don't no, do it. Instagram's terrible. I think it's just because it's for the younger generation so much that so many of these little kids are just like, oh, obviously Anthony Davis. Like he's playing right now, so he's better. It's like that sort of argument which doesn't make any sense but i i oh, have man. so much distaste for instagram i swear to god it's tough it's tough out here uh so i recently wrote an article for our friends at uh pones media pwns media you guys should go check them out they're really cool um but i wrote an article and i'm not going to spoil it too much because it hasn't come out yet but it was basically just a little recap of the NBA, like, 22-team playoffs and, like, everything coming back and how we think they're going to do. So I wanted to just get your thoughts on which teams do you think actually have a chance at winning the finals versus what teams you think should just, Let's like, see. You know what I'm saying? All like, right. Tenders versus pretenders, I guess you could call it. So let's see. You've got Milwaukee, both yep. the L.A. teams, the Celtics, yep. Toronto, I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't think Toronto's that good, but. I, I like Toronto, but we, we did um, on there a lot I know I mean, it's hard in the west because I really think those are the only two teams that can really make it but you could say Houston I guess Houston's yeah, maybe, not bad maybe Denver Denver's good I don't know I mean yeah Denver probably doesn't get enough credit but I mean mm-hmm. they belong at the tournament don't get me wrong yes yeah, 100% restart whatever you want to call it in the east yeah other than those three teams I don't think anybody yeah really has a chance I think you really need a star in order to compete in the playoffs, like you need a, a guy averaging over 20 something that can lead a team. Like, obviously, Giannis, Kawhi, uh, LeBron, Tatum, I would argue Siakam for the Raptors, and then obviously James Harden and Russell Westbrook on the Rockets. Uh, and I don't, I don't think, I think the reason the Nuggets aren't considered is because Jokic, as good as he is, I don't think he's proved he can lead a team in the playoffs yet. I think it's hard for a center to prove that. He's not someone you give the ball to and he's exactly. going to get you two points and like yeah. you're sure of it. And like, well, the Celtics are the Celtics are a different a different um, breed because yeah. they might not have somebody that you can like say, all right, that guy's going to come down and get you a basket. Yes. But they have three guys, four guys that can score pretty or threatening mm-hmm. on, on the offensive end. So, I mean, Tatum has been on a tear, but he hasn't always been on a tear. So, like, yeah. it, this is going to be when we see, was that a just a hot streak? Yeah. Or is that how he is now? I hope it's how he is. And I, I have a feeling he's going to play well. I agree, yeah. But there is how a well? chance that he doesn't. Yeah, how well is because he going to play? Because when he was in the playoffs a couple of years ago, we were all super high on him as well. And then yeah, the other season happened, and it wasn't as good. But it it's just a different team now so it's it's hard to say no yeah i agree i think it'll all come down to how well tatum can play in these playoffs it's obviously a different situation than normal so i think him playing in this playoffs versus a normal playoff setting is going to be different anyways just because of the outlandish uh 
things happening and how they're in Orlando and everything. But I guess we'll have to see. I know you're not a fan of the Raptors, but I think just like the Celtics are a different breed, the Raptors are different too because they're less focused on one star. And I personally think they have some of the best depth in the NBA. Like they just have a complete 10, 12 man rotation that can all get actual NBA minutes and contribute, which is crazy. Like the Celtics obviously have pretty good depth with their four stars. And then like Marcus is good. Tice is good. Uh, Grant, I would say is solid still. Cantor can be good, but the Raptors literally have 12 people who I can name them all that are all just like great players. Well, not great, but like good players that can give you solid minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned the Celtics step because I don't feel like they particularly need that all the time. Yeah. Wait a second. All right, because we we complain about bench scoring all the time, but if you rotate the team correctly, you're always going to have a scorer on the floor anyway. So that doesn't particularly matter. What you need is the guys that are going to be able to play the roles around that scorer to be effective. So if it's someone like Hayward that thrives on getting to the basket, you need shooters around him so he can kick it out and they can make the, the threes. Yeah, I agree. I, that's what I've said. Someone like Kemba team. or Tatum, guys – that can rebound mm-hmm. some still spread the floor, of course. So there's more room for them to get to the basket. Yes. Yes. I just think shooters are the most important thing. That's what I was just going to say. I was just going to say that. I feel like that's the only thing the Celtics should look for in the off season. Like I wrote an article a few days ago on like, what should the Celtics trade their picks for if they decide to like trade their multiple firsts this season. And I said, they should go to a team like Detroit, Cleveland, or even San Antonio and say, Hey, we got some, like draft capital for you guys give us a shooter back and we're good like i thought of christian wood who's a big man that can shoot the ball but we obviously tried to trade for him or the celtics did and they got turned down uh, i thought of chetty osman in cleveland i think he's a good shooter i think he's exactly what the celtics need same thing with Bryn forbes in san antonio i think those two osman and forbes are two realistic guys uh, Danny Ainge could go out and maybe try to give up some draft capital for, and that would help the Celtics bench immensely. I don't know though. What do you, what do you think about shooters? Like what potential trades do you think Danny Ainge could make? Cause obviously we'd need to give up somebody on the roster. Like we need to open up a spot, but who, who do trades you think? Trades are tough. Some yeah. Of trades. I mean, I feel you could develop shooters as well. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like Marcus, Marcus has become a much better shooter throughout his career, of course. Yeah. And I personally am okay with him taking threes. Um, I know not everyone is. So No, yeah. I mean he's he's obviously good, but he's never going to be just the guy that can sit in the corner and shoot a three. You know what I mean? Like Chetty Osman sits in the corner, just shoots a three. Bryn Forbes, like those type of guys. And I don't think there's anybody on the Celtics roster who does that like even if we develop romeo into a shooter i don't think he's going to be the guy semi, that just semi is someone you could see them develop yeah that. he he okay. works hard i yeah. i really do want to see him be able to I do love, that because I then he's going to be able to be on the floor more and play defense he's he's yeah. like perfect for that off the bench he can shoot and play really solid defense that's what no, you need yeah. to- I love semi ojale i think he's perfect and he has improved on his three point shots he's shooting over Grant's another one yeah Grant's really good. I think he – yeah, no, I could see him sitting in the corner setting screens and fading back to the three-point line. Um, I'm trying to think. Just like a guy like Duncan Robinson, you know, like in Miami, he literally takes 10 threes a game and that's it, and it's perfect. That's what they need, and it's amazing for him. But 
Celtics don't have anybody like that. And obviously, it's not the end of the world. Like, we're fine without a guy like that. But I think at times when you're looking for bench scoring, that's something that could help us out a lot when we struggle. For sure. But no, I saw someone on Twitter tell me, he's like, oh, I think out of, because I, I wrote this article and he was like, oh, I think out of everybody who said I'd see Semi, I don't think he'll be on the roster next year. And I was like, wait a second. I think Semi should definitely be on the roster last year, next year. I think he's one of the better bench players on our team. Don't you think so? I mean, I don't know if he's one of the better bench players. He has the potential to be the better, the one of the best. Okay. Some Sometimes he's not as consistent as you'd like him to be. Yeah. I mean, I understand where the guy's coming from. Like, there was a time where I was like, uh, you know, I'm not so sure about Semi myself. But mm-hmm. now, I mean, he's had some solid games towards the uh, end of this season. Yeah. I think he's got, like I said, the tools to be a good bench player. It's just he needs to have that consistency where you pass in the ball and you're like, all right, like this is a good shot to take. Yeah. Because I don't think you were getting that the most the majority of the season i was i was like why are they why is he shooting he was missing so much i was like why oh, yeah. why is he taking these shots that like makes turnover sense. that makes sense okay so let me ask you this i know you're not the biggest fan of ranking but you don't even have to exactly rank them but say outside of let's say Kem- smart jalen brown gordon hayward uh tatum and tice uh, i want you to not even rank just like Give me the general gist of how you think the pecking order would be on the bench after that. Like, obviously, after the starting five and Marcus Smart is your sixth man, what what do you think the pecking okay. order is? It's obviously well, going to be situational. This year, situational. this year, you've got Brad Wanamaker. Yes. Love Brad Wanamaker. Um, I like Romeo. I think Romeo has potential to be like Gordon Hayward, a facilitator that's bigger, that can get to the basket. And... Uh, you know, create offense for the team. I'd like to see yeah. him get minutes, especially in the eight games here, to see if they can get him going a bit. What else do you have? I think Cantor's solid off the bench. He kind of gives you what you need. You need the energy and of the offensive rebounds and him being able to score low. Yeah, again, I think situationally, yeah. if mm-hmm. you know his defense gets hooked, then you can't can't have him in there. So there there are games where, and plus he wasn't healthy towards the back end of this. Uh, and half yeah, season. He, he lost a little playing time for sure, yeah. So when he was healthy, he was playing really well, I think. And one thing about Brad Stevens is he tends to get the most out of his guys defensively, at least. So that's another thing you could see um, affect Cantor's stock, I guess. You hear? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Uh, I was, like, thinking for a sec because I think – I don't know if it was more of the injury or more of Brad's just starting to rotate him a little out of the rotation at the end of the year. Do you know what I'm saying? Because obviously he was super, super good for us at the start of the year, but then at the end he was, like, barely – Yeah, he had a hip injury. Yeah, I know, but, like, I I feel like he recovered for that. Maybe not completely like we saw with Kemba's knee, but – I don't don't think he was recovered. Okay. I mean – A lot of times they say they recovered, but they're really not. Especially guys that aren't stars, like they kind of have to play. You yeah. have to play through yeah. it because you're playing for a contract. It's mm-hmm. not like Kemba, where if Kemba sits out, he's still going to have his spot. He's, he's still going to get paid. Like, it doesn't matter. Cantor's a little different. He's kind of got to try and play through it. I, I don't feel like he was completely healthy. Um, I mean, 
Last time we saw Cantor in the playoffs, he was with that Trailblazers team, and he was really, really good. He was so, the next factor for them, right? Exactly, yeah. He like started a bunch of games when Nurkic got hurt, and he played super well. Double-double machine. And fun fact, the Celtics have not lost a game this year when Ennis Cantor puts up a double-double. So There's a lot of crazy stats like that. Like They yeah. don't lose when, like, I don't even remember. I can't remember one off the top of my head, but when I was writing this season, I remember I'd see them all the time. Or, or last yeah, no. year. Last year, when when Gordon Hayward would like to shoot over a certain percent, like they were like unreal. Yeah, something something like that. It's just a matter. I think obviously, when everyone's more efficient, we win. But I feel like it means more with the Celtics because you do have guys like Gordon Hayward struggle some nights, and it really hurts the team because we only have these four core dudes who get do most of the scoring. You know what I'm saying? So when one of them struggles, it really really hurts the team. More than if, like, if Chris Middleton struggles for the Bucks, which he doesn't against the Celtics, but you know what I'm saying, then they can have, like, Dante DiVincenzo have a good night, or Eric Bledsoe, or Brooke Lopez, or all of this, like, bunch of bench guys come together. Meanwhile, with the Celtics, who you could have, like, Brad Wanamaker is not going to have a, like, scoring night. Like, he'll do his role, he'll play his role, but I, I think it's more important for our four core guys to be really efficient and play well for us to win. Well, yeah, but like you say, like, if one of them doesn't do well the others yeah. step up you don't yeah. you don't particularly sure. need that bench to step up you just need two of those guys to have good games you don't need yeah. you don't need all four of them yeah and i think most nights i think that's true but most nights we only have two of those guys because we've had so many injuries this season that we're usually only playing with like oh kemba and jt or yeah, JT for sure brown or so maybe maybe that'll be true in these playoffs. Like we'll have a better chance of winning. In the playoffs, it's going to be different. All four of them. Knock on everybody wood. Everybody is healthy. Exactly. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, but I think now that everyone did have this time to recover, I think this uh, little suspension was huge for the Celtics. As as sh- like bad as it was for the rest of the league, and like awful as it was for the world. Obviously, not ideal, but it was good for us to get or the Celtics to get injuries in order. And I think another team that really helped is the Portland Trailblazers. I honestly think they could upset some teams in the playoffs this year. Like, I is think Dirk they could make... going to play? He is. So is Zach Collins. I think they could make it out of round one. What, what do you think about that team? Um, so here's the thing. Um, we know better than anybody. When players come back, they're not always themselves. Uh, Gordon Hayward, Exhibit A. So, well. Well, Nurkic doesn't have the role that we expected Gordon Hayward to have, he may not be 100% of himself as you might expect him to be because he still hasn't played in a game since last spring, right? Yeah, last not, playoff. The playoff yeah. last year. So he's he's got a lot of mental things to recover. Like, you know, you've got to kind of get back up to speed with, all right, this is happening, this is happening. Like, you could see, like, Gordon Hayward, like, when he first came back, he was, like, a bit slow. He wasn't always in the right place or making the right decision. It, like I said, it's different for Nurkic. He's he's playing center. He's not someone that they're relying on to score or, you know, be the front of the offense. But defensively, he might have some miscues or things like that. I don't know. No, that's, that's very true. I just think that it gives the Trailblazers so much more depth because they have Whiteside and Nurkic now, and they have Zach Collins coming off the bench, so Melo can play some small forward. I just like that team overall. Like I like I said earlier this podcast, I think uh, it takes a star to win in the playoffs, and they obviously have a top ten player in the NBA, in my opinion. Yeah, they have Damian so, Lillard. 
Yeah. Damian Lillard's unreal. He plays mm-hmm. usually really well in the playoffs as well. So Yeah. I think they'll be good. Speaking of top 10 players, did you ever get a chance to look at Bleacher Report's top 100 list? I didn't, but I saw a lot of people reacting to it, so yep. I'm sure it's not great. You know, I know it, so I know it off the top of my head. I want you to guess the top 11. I just want you to try to guess the order. I think that'll be fun. I'm glad that you haven't looked at it, actually, because this will be a fun, nice little activity. You've got number one, they probably put LeBron. <clears throat> nope. I love LeBron. Mm-hmm. Then they put Giannis. Giannis is one, yep. LeBron is two. Yep. Three is Kawhi. Uh-huh. Four is Harden. Yeah. Uh, five might be Anthony Davis. <laughs> no. 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 Not yet. It's another uh, guy that the media loves. I'll tell you that. It's not Zion, is it? <laughs> no, it's not Zion. All Zion right, was very see. overrated, though, on this list. I'm trying to think through all the teams. Mm-hmm. We're think, at number five? Really, Number five, yeah. Really good stats. He, he obviously, what, is it Westbrook? No. Westbrook's actually really, really underrated on this list, surprisingly. It's a young I'm guy. definitely, like, blanking. It's a young guy, young yeah. Guy? Young superstar. My God! You want me to tell you? Don't tell me. Don't. Okay. Don't okay. Tell me. I okay. Want to get it. <laughs> uh, I can give you a conference if you're struggling. No. But... No. 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 I just uh, let me just go through it. Yeah. I got stop, you. I got you. Stop talking to me. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Let's see. Is it Siakam? <laughs> no, younger. Younger than Siakam? Yeah. Oh my god! I'm gonna be so mad when I find, figure yeah, it out. I'm just, I know. I'm, I'm just quickly trying to go through all the teams. Like, oh, it's Luca. Yes, yeah, it's Luca. <laughs> it's Luca. Yep. Uh, number six. You want to go for it? This, this one little, must be Davis. This a little surprising. No, it's not Anthony Davis. No, this uh, one surprised me. I think it's a little, a little overrated, but good. Overrated. Play. Good player, like a really great player still, but I think just a little bit overrated. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jokic. Jokic? Jokic. Oh, yeah, it's a little high for him. Yeah. Uh, number seven, you have not said this player. It's a point guard, I'll tell you that. Point guard is Damian Lillard. It is Dame, and then eight is Davis. So I think Davis is very Davis. underrated on this list. I think Davis having a great season. Uh, nine. Mm, this one's interesting. I forgot who this was. Uh, Jimmy Butler is nine. Jimmy Butler, he's a good player, but like nine. <sighs> like there are just so many other players that I put above Jimmy Butler. <laughs> so <laughs> I want you to guess number ten now, because this is the one a lot of people are pissed about. <laughs> They're pissed about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it think must it's be Tatum. No, Tatum's eleven. I'll tell you that, which is great. Tatum's eleven. They're pissed but, about it. Um, uh, I think he's one of the players you hate the most when they play the Celtics, <laughs> to give it away. <laughs> I hate the most? Yeah, you hate them when they play the Celtics, specifically. Did I, did I say it? No, it's, we already said Harden. It's not Westbrook. Nope. This uh, player always plays... Like crazy. I guess. Is it Middleton? It is Chris Middleton. <laughs> I didn't even think he belongs there. 
<clears throat> exactly. It's weird. Fun fact, Russell Westbrook is ranked 24th, I think. Which really? is ridiculously low. This is only out of the people in the bubble. This is No, this is the whole NBA, but still. Top 100 players this 24. season. 24. 22, 22, but still. I don't even like Westbrook, but like, definitely better than like players above him. Players above Chris him, Chris Middleton. <laughs> exactly. Players above him include Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie's um, still good. He's a prick, but he's based, still good. Based Kyle on Kyle Lowry sucks. This is based on this season, though. Just this season. Oh, this season. Kyrie. Kyrie didn't even play. Exactly. Uh, Rudy Gobert is above Westbrook. Uh, let's see. Ben Simmons. Kemba better be above him then. Who? Kemba. Kemba is not. Kemba is not. I don't want to talk about this stupid list anymore. <laughs> I will tell you, the Celtics had the most players on this list out of anybody. Well, they should. Yep. I'll tell you where Kemba is. Let me find them. Uh, Kemba's the next highest after Tatum, I know. Kemba is below Trey Young. Uh, he's below tw- Trey Young? Kemba is 24th. He's 24th. He was the oh, seventh best God. point guard, I believe. Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> Seven. Oh man. What? Oh. <laughs> Jalen Brown is thirtieth on the list, which I think That's is solid high for Jalen Brown. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'll think though I think Jalen Brown's great, but I don't Fun think fact, everyone else does. Zion Williamson is twenty ninth. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you where the rest of the salt is ranked before I put it away. I think uh Hayward's around high thirties, low forties. That's good for him, too. Uh, I believe. Let me see. John Collins. Fred Van Bleet is 42. Hayward is 43. And then Marcus Smart, I believe, is 54, which isn't bad. That's not bad either. 54. Let me check that. Yeah, no, I think Marcus Smart is 54. Or around in the 50s somewhere. But, yeah, that's the list. Tatum at 11, I like. I think Middleton at 10 is a little bit high. Middleton's having a really, really good season. but Nelson's really high on the list. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook is criminally low. That's absurd. That pisses me off more than anything. And uh, and I, like you said, I, I don't even like Westbrook that much. He's just, like, obviously a really good player. I think it's ridiculous he's not in the top 15 at least. Um, But, yeah, something I know we wanted to bring up was NBA players apparently inviting girls over to the bubble which I think is hilarious, but also really, really bad for the season. You know what's, like, really terrible? I just had the thought, like, they should supply girls for them. Oh, no, that's not good at all. That's terrible. That's awful. Well, like, no. <laughs> no, no they, I said it wrong. They they shouldn't supply girls for them, but they're, like, I don't know. It's obviously something they're going to, like, want to have. Yeah. They, they should have some kind of solution to it. I guess I so. I don't know. But- it's kind of a creepy way. Like, what kind of solution is there besides, like you said, hiring girls? And that's just messed up. That's no, it's is... not hiring them. It's just like, I don't know. You invite, like, I don't know, like the Instagram models. Like, you, you can bring, like, I don't know, like <laughs> no, uh, 30 of them. They can all compete like The Bachelor. <laughs> that is, oh, my God. Dude, the way you said it, just they should supply girls for that. What's <laughs> the funniest? Yeah, like, we're going to get so... canceled. Yeah, literally. <laughs> You get canceled, Sam, for saying that NBA should supply girls. No, I think Welcome back to from the rafters. Sam is no longer <laughs> with us. He's been replaced. Now we have Cheryl. Cheryl, dude, what a name! Oh my, Cheryl's God. my mom's name. Oh really? 
Oh, it's funny. I just thought of um, Riverdale when I watched that. There's a girl named Cheryl on that show. But uh, anyways. Oh, yeah, no. I do, do you think players are actually inviting girls into the bubble? Like, or do you think it's just like... I mean, there are some dopes in the friggin' <laughs> league. Yeah. Did you see what Mo Bamba did? No. What? It, so, he, even there? Yeah, Orlando got invited. Yeah, the initial tweet was like... Some uh, some girl obviously tweeted out like, "Oh, already got invited to the bubble. This season's getting canceled early." Oh, right? didn't he like tag somebody? Yeah, he tagged. Damn, Spider Mitchell is wild and out here. <laughs> just completely calling out Donovan Mitchell, which I don't know if it was true or maybe they were just joking around. But I thought that was so funny that he just called someone out like that. I probably boys. He, yeah. he wouldn't just do that. Imagine like. See, that's, like, one of the things, like, you, you can't, like, do that to people you don't know. Like, imagine you did it to somebody yeah. you don't even, like, know. Like, I'd get so mad if someone did that to me. I'd be like, buddy, who are you talking to? So bad. So bad. Oh, my God. Something else. Um, We saw, like, a tip hotline was set up for players to, quote, unquote, snitch, which I think is important at this point to keep everybody safe. But, obviously, no one wants to be a snitch. But, uh, apparently... A bunch of players have already broken the the quarantine line. Like Rachon Holmes uh, got food. <laughs> How stupid do you have to be, like, to do that? Like, oh. you have to be so dumb. No, yeah. Like, it, uh, I don't know. They give you food. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone's complaining about it, but like, how stupid do you have to be? No. Like, yeah. What do you think? No one's gonna see you. You're seven feet tall. Yeah. No. You saw what Kelly Oubre did. No, what did he do? So Kelly Oubre tweeted out to all my we NBA have players. A segment of our show where you just tell me some like absolute nonsense <laughs> that people do, and I re- react to it. Well, well, this counts. This counts for that because Kelly Oubre tweeted out to all my NBA players. It's hilarious. Uh, Postmates delivers. You just have to. Uh, they can't come inside the line. You just have to meet them at the line of the bubble, and they'll give you their food. No staff will touch it. You just have to get it yourselves. And then, like a few hours later. Rachon Holmes, yeah, the thing came out where he's like, Rachon Holmes broke the line. And then Kelly Oubre tweeted out, never mind, LOL. <laughs> like, like you're so dumb. Like, it's all of you. Like, well, why? why We're, you- like, laughing, but if they get the season canceled, I'm going to be really pissed. Oh, no, I'm going to be so angry. I don't think the NBA will let that happen, though. Only two players. Uh, they should, like, discipline them. Yeah. Like, they should have to, like, sit in, like, a room with no Wi-Fi or something like that. <laughs> They have to go to an a ten day quarantine. No, they should. They should have. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. They they do kind of get punished then. Yeah, that's that's huge. They can't go to team practices. They just sit in their room for ten days. That's tough. Um, but uh, what you get but, for being a dope? You can sit exactly. and think about what you did. So stupid. Out of all the players tested, though, uh, only two uh, tested positive. Westbrook for- has it right. Yeah, but he didn't travel to Orlando yet, so that's good. And Beasley has it, and he left the bubble, so that's good. That's too. actually kind of funny. That Beasley had it out of all people. Yeah, like, he finally gets on a team, <laughs> then he gets the virus. Like, that's kind oh, of funny. It's so sad for him, though. But, like, out of all players, it does not surprise me that it was Michael Beasley. <laughs> oh, man. Hot take on Twitter, since we're doing the segment where I tell you stuff and you react. Someone tweeted out, Kawhi is easily the most overrated superstar in the league. Curry Dagger tweeted that out. What do you think about that? Did he say, like, who he thinks is good? Nope. That's all he said. He just said Kawhi's overrated, and I could not agree less. I, think that's I mean, stupid. I think Kawhi's really good. I do, too. Um, <clears throat> do you know what's crazy he, to me? He kind of, like, carried that team. I mean, like, yeah, he had Siakam and, I guess, Lowry, but yeah. I don't you know. know. I wrote about this. I forget what article I wrote about it in. But, like, when someone says, like, oh, yeah, we have a really good team this year, 
they only talk about their offense because then another statement is like, you know, we have a really good team this year. We also play really good defense. Like defense should be included when you have a good team. Like the Mavericks are an okay team. They're good, but they have one of the worst defenses just because you have like this really, really good offense. That's half the game. Like defense is half the game. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like everyone's like like, D'Antoni's teams. They're always just offensive powerhouses and they do have some success. Exactly. I don't think he's ever won a championship. So that's why. There's no defense. That Warriors team, like, as good as they were at offense. like Yeah, Clay they play Tom defense. And Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, great elite defenders. Steph Curry's okay. But then you have teams like the Magic, who are elite on defense, but they just can't play any offense. Like, you need both sides of the game. That's why I think Trey Young is, like, horribly overrated. Because he is one of the worst defenders in the NBA. Like, he's great he's at offense. Too. Yeah, but he can't play defense. And that's why I think guys like... Marcus Smart, Jonathan Isaac, and even Patrick Beverly, who I know we don't love, but like they're. I, don't I like Patrick Beverly actually. Oh, I okay, I thought I do. I do too. I thought you said you didn't like him, but I love the way Patrick Beverly plays. I think it's awesome. He'd be a great guy. Oh, you like said you didn't like him, to be honest. No, yeah, maybe it's just, just because pointing fingers at each other now. Yeah, literally, maybe that's just because it's the general stigma around Patrick Beverly. I love it. I love the way yeah, I like. I think he'd be a great Celtic. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. I, I think it's just because he's Usually one of those players. I like players that I think would fit well here. Yes, like Joe Embiid. Like even though like we're not supposed to like him, I think he'd be a great Celtic. So I, yes. I think I, I like him. So hundred percent. I think um, I think the general like thing with players like Patrick Beverly and Marcus Smart is that you usually hate them unless they're on your team. Like I respect all of their games, but like obviously when Patrick Beverly plays the Celtics, like he annoys me. But that's just his game, and I love. Yeah, it. You know I mean the Celtics only play the Clippers twice a year, so that's a little different. <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's not going to be. We don't have to deal with them, so uh, yeah. no reason to dislike them there. It's like, um, who else is it? Like, there was like, like if Damian Lillard like played in your division, you probably like not like him, or like, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. who else? Like Anthony Davis. Yeah, just any really. He's on good the Lakers, player. so like you kind of don't like him, and the way like he was like a bitch about like not wanting to be traded here, sure, stuff sure, like that. Sure. So like, there it is, is what it is, though. Like him. I'm glad he didn't want to get traded here though, because like, <laughs> yeah, no, it worked out. But... Oh, uh, something else. Dante, uh, Dante on deck. One of our previous guests just tweeted out when uh, Jalen Brown got drafted. Uh, ESPN's chance that Jalen Brown would be a bust was thirty eight percent percent, and I think this season ESPN's chance that Brown would be a starter was twenty one percent. So starter, starter. Jalen Brown is being slept on horribly. Always has been. You didn't think he was going to be a starter? Yeah, on the Celtics. I don't know, man. People had Marcus Smart was ranked higher in 2K and in on Bleacher Reports rankings before the season started. Marcus Smart was better. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's just not how it works. You know I what agree. I'm saying? Like I don't know. It's just agree, if, yeah. you, if you watch the Celtics, you know. No, yeah. Just yeah. like Marcus. Marcus is a great player, and I think He's Marcus six is great when he starts, but, but he usually comes off the bench. It's usually how it works for Marcus. Oh man, uh, I feel like we talked about it a lot this podcast, but this was great. It was good. We didn't even do a code word. Code word seltzer. Ah, seltzer? Seltzer. Seltzer. Okay, code word is seltzer. You guys heard that. Uh, Make sure to DM me or Sam the code word. We'll put it – we said we'd put it in the middle, but, you know, it's at the – no, it was in the middle last week. This week it'll be near the end or at the end, I guess. Uh, Code word seltzer. DM at Parquet Press or at Bannertown Jack on Twitter for a chance to be entered in this week's giveaway. Uh, It'll also be in this Friday's podcast, so if you forget or just you want to – you know, maybe we should do podcast. a monthly giveaway because we're broke. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we should make it. But hey, you get two for we'll two figure it out. So we're still we're still ironing it all out. So 
this week is seltzer. Uh, anything you want to say to wrap it up here, Sam? Or um, you, you do anything fun this week? I golfed. A fun segment. I golfed. I played a lot of video games. I've been streaming lately on Twitch at Bannertown Jack. I've been streaming Warzone. That's fun. We need to do a two K stream soon. <clears throat> yeah, I'm you, down. Greg, maybe Frank. I'm down. Yeah, I'll stream. We can plan for it. Yeah, you want to stream? I stream every night. I'm playing Warzone almost every night, but I mean, Let any me, night you're free. I will message the guys now. We can like hype it up. We another thing we're we're doing. We're trying to do like a trivia tournament thing. Why did I? Yes, I'm playing poker on my Xbox. I don't know why. I just made two dumb plays in a row. <laughs> um, we're we're doing a trivia thing. Yes, yes. Um, in a couple in weeks, celebration of the season returning. So. I don't know if we're going to do it live or not yet. We're still figuring out a lot of it. The details, yeah. But uh, definitely be interested in that. It's going to be a good time yeah, for sure. Our biggest project yet, I'd say, with From the Rock. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have, hopefully, some really cool people on and some dumb people as well. <laughs> to make it funny. Yes. Um, but, yeah, what were we just talking about? Oh, we were talking about streaming. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, streaming. Uh, make sure you check out the stream, guys. Uh, I stream at Bannertown Jack, like I said. I, it's always a good time. It's always fun. All my friends are funny. Uh, if I stream 2K with Sam and his friends, it'll be really funny. But, yeah, uh, make sure to check it all out. Uh, anything else, Sam? Um, no, no. Okay. Um, follow us. Mm-hmm. DM us the code word. Yes, um, Yeah, stop saying it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You got to um, listen for it one time. <laughs> Um, um yeah I yes mean, keep listening it, mm-hmm. leave us a review i think that helps people yes find us. yes thank you please leave us a review that's the thing leave us a good review or if you hate us don't review it but tell us <laughs> um yeah. yeah yeah i hope you enjoyed uh we'll be back friday yeah should be a good time yes it should be uh and yeah i promise you guys i'll try to get better at intros and outros i know it's my not my strongest quality but i'm Want me to do to it <laughs> i mean if you want to try feel free but this i'll get from better. the rafters thank you for listening we'll be back friday um enjoy your wednesday hump day peace out yeah